Blog Talk Radio. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am wired up to tell you about today's show. Yes, we are. All right, so we're going to be talking today about humble bragging and other turnoffs. So in an effort to impress friends and potential employers, some people disguise bragging as self-criticism. On a job interview, when asked about their biggest weakness, well, more than three-quarters of the applicants said something like being a perfectionist or working too hard. That's humble bragging. So let's discuss this and other disturbing habits that you need to break because these habits are making you unlikable. They're sending the women away. They're sending the employers away. And it's not a good look. It's not a place where you want to be, right? All right. So let's dive in. The first 10 seconds of meeting someone is very critical. You can use the advice in this program in the following areas. You go, uh, you're going on a business meeting, job interviews, meeting new friends, and going on dates. So today we're going to talk about these traits that flat out make you unlikable. Luckily, most of these traits you can change easily. It mostly takes just being aware of them and wanting to be a better person. So let me share with you a story about a contestant on Shark Tank who not only got the boot, but one of the sharks used the F word to get him off the stage. Major missteps were looking down when he walked into the room. Do you have a habit of doing that? Then finally, when he did make eye contact, he didn't smile. In a recent study, a recent study found that smiling when you first meet someone helps ensure that they'll remember you later. So it's a very important uh, trait to remember. He had a flat voice. So having an upbeat, animated voice goes a long way at the beginning of a meet. He reacted defensively to laughter. He actually scolded the sharks. Instead, he could have been lighthearted and laughed with the person and made a quick joke about his previous comment. Well, the contestant was critical of the shark who gave him an offer, for goodness sake. Instead of addressing the behavior, he attacked the shark directly. So what caused the shark to use the F word to get him off the stage? Well, many contestants don't accept offers on that show. That's not what he did wrong. The contestant made up his mind that he wouldn't take an offer from this particular shark based on an interview that the shark had previously done outside the show. The shark made a comment that being poor makes them want to do better to get out of their situation. The contestant, however, drew the conclusion that he didn't want to work with somebody who had this way of thinking. Now, I understand what the contestant was saying, as not all poor people want to do better, but he could have said it differently. Instead, he could have said that he saw the shark's interview and that their values weren't a good match without attacking the shark directly. So some situations are high-pressure situations when you are thrown a curveball when the heat is on. It's hard to get through it. Instead, think of all the scenarios. In fact, 
go over possible roadblocks with a friend to suss out as many unfavorable outcomes as you can. That way, if one of the negatives does do come up, you can respond in a calm and thoughtful way. What else can go wrong? Well, not answering the question. <laughs> this is definitely one of my pet peeves. If I have to ask the question three different times in three different ways, I'm done. I think the person has something to hide and that makes me pull back. All right, what else? Well, when I go into an important meeting, I try to be 110% prepared. I don't want to hear, we'll circle back, or we'll call you in two weeks, or we'll send you an email. I'm impatient, and I want to know now. So when I do a presentation, I don't talk about everything that I've brought along with me, but later during Q&A, when they invariably ask the tough questions, I'm prepared. I already know the answer. And that level of preparedness goes a long way. And they often make a decision right then and there. Just this week, I was asked to a meeting and to present A. After giving it some thought, I decided I couldn't do part A without knowing about part B and C, which were related. So during a quick break, I asked the main person in charge of the event, do you want me to do B? And he said, yes. Ooh. And then I knew that B also involved C. Luckily, I had time as there were other presentations ahead of me. So I asked the, the main person who was in charge of the venue to make available parts B and C. So when it was my turn, my presentation went really well. I didn't have to stop my presentation because I was missing parts B and C. I didn't waste the main principal's time. In other words, as a result, I gained a lot of points and will likely be asked back again. They have another project coming up next month, and I'm hopeful that I will be asked to come forward on that project too. So the moral of the story is do more than what you are told. You don't have to execute extra. In fact, it's a good idea not to execute more than what's asked, but just be ready in case you need it. All right? Okay. So if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking today about humble bragging and other turnouts, turnoffs that are going to make you um, be unlikable and dislikable. <laughs> Not a good look, right? But we're going to fix all those today. So if you want to call in on this topic, you most certainly can call in at 323-642-1677. Again, that number is 323-642-1677. Or if you've caught us live, you can use the chat line right here on blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right, so when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about other things to avoid that are making you unlikable. All right, catch you right back after the break. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Hi guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, real truth about women that'll change your life forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, and then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off. 
Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. You are currently listening to our show today called Humble Bragging. We're talking about this and other turnoffs that are turning your dates off, your your employers off, whoever you're having a meeting with. Not a good look, right? So call in on this topic, 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. All right, so what are some other areas to avoid? Well, reading negative intent on an ambiguous situation. So if it's ambiguous, try to take the high road. Try to take the positive interpretation. Leave it to the other person to correct you if, you, if you're wrong. If you go negative when the situation was positive, well, you know what? You just dug your own grave. So that outcome is not a good scenario. Do not jump on every opportunity to bring praise and attention to yourself. People will think you are self-centered and self-serving, and that gets old fast. Asking too many questions. Too many questions to the other person begins to feel like an FBI interrogation instead of a conversation. Person has nothing to add to the conversation. It makes the moment tense and awkward. Eventually, person number two will back off and likely back out. You don't want that to happen. Do not punish people when they give you compliments. A sincere thank you and a smile goes a long way. Or if the, if the moment arises, you can return the compliment, and that's a good way to handle it as well. So we've all heard the line where he compliments her dress and she responds, oh, this old thing? Well, it takes the complimenter away from what was intended and makes him wrong. So instead, she should have just said, thanks for noticing, or I like your shirt too, and just move on, <laughs> right? All right, so what are some other no-nos that are making you unlikable? Well, starting the call or the date with complaining. Ugh, no, don't do it. Ignoring their calls, ignoring social media messages, engaging more with your phone than with her, especially when you're in person. Just be generally unavailable. Boy, nothing will get on a woman's nerves more than that. Repeating a mistruth. Don't do that. Being embarrassing in public. Don't you don't sympathize regardless of the degree of the issue. Maybe you're being a pushover. Maybe you're being undecisive, lazy, doubt yourself, doubt her. Ugh. Or maybe you've got too much talking going on about an old girlfriend. All of these are no-nos. Are you indifferent, disinterested in what she is talking about or what she's going through? It means you don't care, which is against my third C, right? By the way, 
Um, if you don't know what my four tenets are, you should pick up my book, The Science of Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. So tenet number three is caring, that you have to care about the woman. If you don't care about what she's going through or what she's talking about, you've got the wrong person. So make sure that, you know, you do care because that's what's going to earn you some points. All right, pick up the book. It's on Amazon. You can do the ebook, And also, most people just ask for uh, Amazon to send you the paperback. All right, let's get back to our topic here. A stupid laugh. I mean, literally, are you laughing like a hyena? That's not a good look. Um, Along with this, poor hygiene, meaning bad breath, bad odor, or sweating profusely. Being argumentative, mm -hmm, you know these people, on every single last issue. Doesn't it make you want to pull away from that person? Of course it does. Going out to dinner and the person has to take 30 pictures of their food or going out to a baseball game and the person has to take 30 selfies and post, takes the time to post before they turn around to watch one inning. It's really quite annoying. I mean, go ahead and snap one or two or three, but 30, come on, it's too much. Going overboard on using emoticons. I think men are very guilty of this. Well, to me, it means that you don't have command of the language, and that's why you resort to sending hundreds of emoticons. Give it a rest. No more than two or three per conversation. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Having a hard-to-pronounce name. Now, I know this is not your fault, but go out of your way to help the listener get your name right. Rhyme it with something familiar. Even though your name is spelled Damon, but you don't pronounce it that way, give the listener a helping hand. Say, you know, like Daman, except it's pronounced Daman. Okay, so give them a mnemonic, give them a rhyming uh, something that they can remember to pronounce your name correctly. A New York University study found that people with more complicated names are judged very negatively. The listener has no idea what your mother had in mind when she named you whatever she named you, so it's your job to make it as easy as possible for them to say your name correctly and to remember it, right? And if you can help them re-say it, then it will be easier for them to remember as well. All right, what other traits do people not like? Bragging. It makes you seem both less likable and less competent. People who excel at certain attributes don't brag. They just are. Meaning that people who are truly rich, handsome, intelligent, socially adept, generous, empathetic, or whatever don't have to say a word, and neither should you. Offering a weak handshake. Well, I'm going to give you a hall pass because it's COVID, but when this pandemic is over, if your handshake is weak, you need to work on it. You seem timid if the handshake is weak. If the handshake is clammy, then you seem nervous. So work on it. Bottom line, studies show that people with firm handshakes were judged to be more positive, more outgoing, and less socially anxious. Makes sense, right? Also, candidates who had a firmer handshake at the beginning of an interview were ultimately perceived as being more hireable. You want to be in that category. All right, what other no-nos do we have? Well, acting indifferent. In psychology, there is a phenomenon called reciprocity of liking. So what that means is when we think someone likes us, 
we tend to like them as well. Yeah? Right. Basically, it's the old what you, what you put out, you get back in. So that energy level is very important. Make sure you do that. When we expect people to accept us, we act warmer towards them, thereby increasing the chances that they really will like us. So even if you're not sure how the person you're interacting with feels about you, you act like you like them, and they'll probably like you back. On the other hand, if you don't express fondness for the person you're meeting, you will likely turn them off. Right? All right. Hey. So if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about humble bragging and other turnoffs that people just don't like about you. So we're here to fix those today because I want you to be likable. So call with a question or comment on this topic, 323 642-1677. Again, that number is 323-642-1677. Or you can use the chat line. The chat line is right here on blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com, forward slash DT Linda Gross, forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right, we'll catch you right back after the break with more. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. Darn, maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking today about humble bragging and other turnoffs that are pushing people away from you. Oh, I see that we have a caller on the line. Let's see if we can join them to the call. Tell us your first name and what city you're calling from. My name's Joe. Hey, Joe. Welcome to I the show. What city are you calling from? I'm calling from Montana. We're talking today about traits that make somebody unlikable. So I don't know if you have a comment or question on the show or you want to ask about this or something else. Well, I saw the headline for the show, which was about humble bragging. So I wanted to learn Mm -hmm. more about that. And uh, what's your particular expertise? Well, I have a degree in psychology from UCLA, and I also have a book that I promote on the show, and the name of the book is called The Science of Mastering Women, and I talk about all the different ways that men can win over women, and it basically boils down to four easy steps. That's what the book is about, and it's my contention that if the guy does these four steps, he can win over any woman, anywhere, anytime. Any woman, anywhere, anytime. Okay. Yep. It doesn't matter geography or where they're from or what their religion is or what their political affinity is. I mean, none of that stuff matters because it's genetic, basically. So once you know what those four steps are, if you address those four steps, you can get in. It's pretty easy. I mean, it's not obvious, but I make it obvious in the book. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So certain attributes that a man either must have or must express are certain types of personality traits. And with those four steps, if a garbage man was to approach, let's say, if royal monarchy uh, from England, an American garbage man, if he went over to England and used those four steps, that particular princess would be enamored with him after a short amount of time. Yes, indeed. That's that's the contention. Mm. Unlike what most men think, it's quite a lengthy book, and nowhere in the book does it say you have to have money. It's not about money, but the number one trait that the person must have, and I spend a considerable amount of time in the book, is confidence. Women need confidence mm-hmm. like they need air. So I spend a lot of time on teaching the guy how to get confidence because that is very important. The reason why it's important, it goes back to biology and in general, Mother Nature made you guys bigger, badder, stronger, faster yeah, the than we are. The providers. Yeah. Right, exactly. Because yeah. if there's a threat to the village or to the camp or you know, there's some weather condition like a hurricane or avalanche or tsunami or there's a threat like you the know, there's a lion or bear. Right. right. So Thanks. That's how it all started back 10,000 years ago. Now, you know, we don't have to do all that, but still, the women genetically prefer somebody that has that confidence, and there's a way that you can possess the confidence to attract the woman that you want to go after. So basically, okay. it's, it's being and, good at something. Mm-hmm. I mean, having a passion or a hobby. So if you're a good sharpshooter, if you're a good guitar player, if you're a good motorcycle rider, like whatever it is, you have to get really, really good at your craft or whatever your hobby or passion is. And that's what makes you attractive Mm -hmm. because that confidence, it just gets in your gut and you just just lose with the confidence. Okay. Right. Right. So, uh, what would the other two qualities be? Yeah, the other three qualities are, uh, step two is you have to connect with her. So connect means find something in common and start talking about that. So, in other words, um, look around the room. I understand room what you're saying. And, yeah, look okay. around the room. Don't say, oh, you're gorgeous. You know, thousands of men say that line. She's heard it a million times, and mm-hmm. it, does, it falls flat. It doesn't go anywhere. But if you find a way to connect with her, like, hey, I, I see you're eating those onion rings. Do you like those onion rings? I, I tried that last week. I thought they were pretty good. Or here's right. a band. Have you heard this band before? It's my first time in this joint. And what do you think of the band? Like, find something in common to talk about. And that will break the ice because it'll make it look like you're paying attention to her. And what person doesn't want to be paid attention to, whether it's male or female, right? So it's a good trait to have. You can use that trait in business and you can use it with women. I use it in business all the time. Like when I walk into a VIP's office, before I open my mouth, I look around and I see, okay, there's golf tro- trophies on the shelf over there. So that's my opening line is I talk about golf. Mm-hmm. You know, it only has to be like a sentence okay. or two, but so what? You get that immediate I, I bond with somebody. Yeah. Right. So, so that's the step two. Step, then, yep. okay. step three is caring. You have to give a rip about who they are, what they are, what they're talking about, or what they're going through. If you don't care, it means it's not the right person. Move on. Find somebody else. Okay. If you, have, if okay. you don't care and, about what they're talking right. about or what they're going through, you know, you're wasting each other's time. So you have to care. So that's step three. Mm-hmm. And then step four is you have to have consistency. So you have to walk the walk, talk the talk. You have to show up when you say you're going to show up. If you promise to do something, you have to follow through and do the something. You know, it's just basically what I sometimes also call character. You have to have integrity. Mm-hmm. You have to be the person that you're promoting right, that have you a sense are. Of responsibility. Right. Okay. Right. Character. Right. Be authentic. Okay. All right. right. 
so, you know, with so those what about steps. The yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, what about, I can understand those steps. What about the humble bragging that you were going to talk about? Because that's something which I haven't heard about, but probably is um, a pretty uh, prolific type of issue in that there are a lot of people, I would imagine, who <laughs> want to impress people with whatever kind of stature that they believe they have and without trying right. to make it seem so obvious that they want to come off as a humble humble kind of king, if I can put it that way. Exactly. So, uh, I, I don't know okay. I don't know if you heard the top of the show, but it was saying that this recent study that I was talking about was saying that th- three-fourths of the applicants for a job are guilty of this behavior, and they're not going to get the job. In other words, the employer is mm-hmm. asking you, will you name one or two negative um, traits that you have? And instead of doing that, they're, they're saying, oh, I spend too many hours at work, or oh, I'm a perfectionist, or oh, you know, they, they try to take something that's positive and pretend it's a negative just so they can answer the question. But come on now, we all see through that. I mean, the person is looking for honesty. Well, that's the kind of advice that honesty. the recruiters give. Right. The yeah, person but that's the is kind of advice that, that uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, you know, with with your, you know, with your woman and dating and what have you, uh, those same sorts of questions come up. You know, why did your last relationship end? I'm sure we've all heard that question, right? So, yeah. Well, let me just, ask you something you have, before I forget. Yeah. What is it that you, okay, do you, um, that's the kind of advice that you give to men. You've written the book about it and you have the four steps. What would yeah. you advise and recommend um, to a woman in order for her to enhance a relationship? So for women, it, it's my belief, and unfortunately the media has brainwashed us otherwise, that the sexes are the same. They've brainwashed everybody for the last, you know, several decades. But I don't think they're the same at all. So the advice that I would give a man is completely different than the advice that I would give a woman. In fact, I do have a women's book as well. It's called Hitched in 90 Days. Like how do you get how how are how do you become so charming and so irresistible that he's got to propose to you because he doesn't want to risk losing you. So the answer to that mm-hmm. is the number one thing on a man's mind is what you look like. I know women don't want to hear this, but it's that hip it's what I call the hip to waist ratio. They want a curvy uh you know, curvy body. They want a narrow waist and a little bit on the hips and that's what they go for cuz otherwise from a distance she looks like a guy. And that's not very attractive to most guys. If she's straight up and down, flat as a board, like many female athletes are very flat up and down, not attractive to a lot of guys. So I would say guys want a fit woman. I know it's very politically incorrect to say that today, but, hey, it's biology. Outside of that, they want the woman to be chill. Uh It's like don't be a nag and don't be an attention whore and don't just chill, just shut up and have a nice time, you know. Just you can ask about the mm-hmm. marriage and children later. There's going to be plenty enough time for that. Don't do it on the first date. I mean, it would be the equivalent of the guy talking, you know, endlessly about sex on the first date. That's going to be a turn off to the girl. So by the same token, don't, you know, for a woman, don't talk about women and, and kids, I mean, I'm sorry, marriage and kids on the first date. Leave it alone. Just have fun. Have a good time. Be chill. Show the guy that you can, you know, get along and have fun. That's so hard for most women to do. It's, it's unbelievably how hard it is. Well, I have to know where he stands because, you know, if he's not into kids and, and marriage, I, I'm not interested. That's a waste of my time. I agree with you. That's <laughs> that the woman should, um, you know, should actually be fun. Um, we, uh, I guess in a kind of – somebody brought up um, 
the point the other day that I was talking to, that he was saying that women really aren't that much fun. And I had to agree with him. A lot of women don't have I a agree. sense of humor. When I, uh, and when I say that, I'm not talking about that they can laugh at our jokes. That's, that's a reactive sense of humor. They don't have a proactive sense of humor. And yet, when women get, a, get together in a gaggle of about four, five, or six, they can rip-roar over nothing. They can just laugh over. And if, you listen, if a man listens to the conversation, he's going to go, I don't find any of that funny at all. <laughs> but I think right. women have um, maybe a different neurological uh, network or something like that. But besides uh, being having the attributes which would attract a man, what do you mm-hmm. think in a relationship that a woman should do to enhance it in order to make it last, to make it, to make the man feel, I am so glad I have you as my girlfriend? Absolutely. Well, there, just like I have four traits that the guy has to hit on to win her over, conversely, I have four traits that the woman has to hit on, she has to incorporate to win the guy over. Right? So it goes both ways. And they're not the same traits, like I said. Totally different traits. So respect, you know, she has to respect you because that's how one of the ways that a man feels love. If he doesn't feel respected, he's not going to feel loved. Um, yeah, I agree with Another you way that, um... is to be accepted. You know, she has to accept who you are, what you're, you know, if you're the garbage truck guy, she's got to accept that. If she doesn't accept it, then she's not with the right person, right? So she has to accept Mm -hmm. you into her body. She has to accept a lot of things about you. So acceptance is a big one because, again, the acceptance also means uh, it shows that the woman is showing love. That's how he feels love. Need, the other one is need, which means that there's got to be a place for you, the man, in my life. If there's no place, if there's no need that you're serving, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So he's got to feel valuable. He's got to feel needed. Otherwise, he's, you know, if she could be the most gorgeous girl on earth, but if he doesn't feel like he has a place and he has... Um, a need that she has a need for him, not going to work. Make sense? Okay. Yeah. Right. And then you have one lastly, more trait, right? One more trait. You have to be appreciated. So many guys really feel good. They stick out their chest. They feel good when they do a good deed. So maybe the good deed is I don't know. You filled up her. A car with with gas or you took it to the car wash or you know she needed milk on the way home and you got the milk you know on your way home or whatever it was that those small gestures he just needs to know that he's being appreciated the opposite of that is being taken for granted so what's the point of doing all these nice deeds if she's just going to take you for granted that that doesn't feel good a guy wants to feel appreciated. And how do you make a woman want to do this? <laughs> well, you do your four C's and she does her four, then she'll do her, her four traits. Because they kind of work hand in hand, the eight traits, they kind of work hand in hand. And I go over that in the book on, on how they do. But they're kind of like the flip side of each of the respective traits. Mm, okay. So the yeah. man does the four traits, she does the four traits, and they mesh together. That's uh, right. And if um, he has the four traits, and but you've said that if the man shows the four traits, that there's no woman that um, won't find him irresistible. Yes, that's right. That's the way. I mean, either one of the three, one of the four traits is weak or lacking, or a couple of them are weak or lacking. There's usually a reason why she's not won over. So, for example, players know how to do step two and step three. Step two was connect with her. Step three is caring. So they know those two steps are important, but they do it in a disingenuous Mm -hmm. way. They do it in a lying way because they know they have to. 
Okay, it's not for real. Mm -hmm. For real actually is step four. It goes to speak to the integrity part. So the good guy will always win out over a player because he's doing it because he's coming from a lying place. Good guy doing it genuinely. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's if the person is, if the woman is not won over, there's always a reason. It's because one or more of the traits it needs a little tweaking, needs a little adjustment, and he's just not doing it right or fully or honestly or what have you. So what would you say to the thousands, if not millions of women who have said, you know what, he was such a nice guy, he was attractive, but uh, he was just boring, and I just don't like boring guys. He treated me like a lady. He was a perfect gentleman. Um, I liked him at the beginning. Maybe even uh, I fell in love with him. I know I was infatuated with him, but now mm -hmm. he's just, you know, he's just Mr. Nobody. Right. Actually, I have a chapter in my book, and it says, nice guy doesn't work. So remember, I was telling you about biology, about the bigger, badder, stronger, faster. So if he's just being nice, but he doesn't possess the confidence gene, that's not going to work. She doesn't want, you know, a gay best friend because she can have that with somebody else. So if the person, if the man is not demonstrating that in the event of an emergency that he can get her out of danger, it's not going to work. So just being not, I, I don't teach nice. I teach how to be a good guy, not a nice guy, because nice guy doesn't work. Like, you can send her to all the fancy so, dinners and movies and concerts and whatever else mm -hmm. and spend money on her, and, you know, she will accept it. She'll probably say yes, but that doesn't mean she's, in, you know, she's going to be in, in love with you, right? So in mm. order for you to really win her over, that confidence gene absolutely must be in place. That, that's got to come first. And then the other three character traits, you can build on those later on. But if the confidence gene is not there, and a lot of nice guys don't have confidence, that's why it's not working. Mm, okay, so there's that little weasel clause about if you're not confident. What about the people right. in Hollywood who are stars, yet still, uh, when they <laughs> marry, they marry for about the 15th time? They have confidence, know. they've got status, they've got good looks, uh, they're not the nice guys. Um, they're definitely the kind of people who would go, go out there and um, try to slay the dragon, at least in their particular profession. Um, but yet, Hollywood has a very lousy, um, uh, well, marital record, rate, yeah. very good divorce rate. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it could be that they're not doing step three, which is caring, that they pretend care. Again, there's the fakery. And it could be that the consistency is not there, which is the fourth C. So, yeah, there's, all, there's always a reason. I mean, you know, they're pretending all day long when they're on set. So that, that works mm -hmm. for being on set. Um, but... You know, the pretending, which is third C, caring, if you don't have that in real life, then mm -hmm. it's probably not going to go anywhere. I mean, if you're pretending with her just because you think she has a hot body, that's, you know, that ain't going to last too long. Mm -hmm. So I guess the I cure mean, take, for codependency take, take would, be, would be for, yeah. Go ahead. The cure for codependency would be to introduce these girls to guys who are confident guys who have talent and uh, like their talent have a passion guys mm -hmm. who are you know genuinely nice and introduce them to the codependents and show these codependents that you know i understand what you've been going through you're somebody who has been choosing the wrong guys for a long long time but you are attractive you seem to have a brain so um, why don't we get together? And if they do, then if the man is sincerely interested in her, if he's um, a, a consistent person in terms of his ambition, a go-getter, let's say, um, and he's confident, then that, that girl who usually is attracted to the guys who would abuse her 
would then uh, become somebody who says, this is so refreshing. I actually have a guy that I can trust. He's really confident. He loves himself. And he likes me. So that should be a, a match made in heaven. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, all you... My contention is all you have to do is practice those four C's. It's really not going to serve you to talk about her previous guys or what other guys are doing. Like, you don't care what other guys are doing. You only care about what you're doing. So you show up, be confident, be a gentleman, you know, and show her the traits that I say that she needs, and you're going to get in. It's going to be all good. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, you've only got a few minutes left on your show, huh? Right? Yeah. How did you How did you find okay. out about the show? Well, Block Talk Radio puts the shows that are currently live on, um, on a ah. particular page. And you can go on that page and find out which shows are actually currently being aired. So I saw the headline. Um, I thought I'd come in and find out, um, you know, what the host or hostess's opinion would be about that particular headline. Ah, well, I'm so glad you showed up. I hope I can make a regular no, listener thanks. out of you. Yeah. It was, well, you had some really how often interesting do you questions. have a show? Usually once a week. How long have you had Usually a show? around six years. Six years? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. First time I've seen the show. All right. Well, okay, well, then. I'll, um, yeah. Okay. Well, take care then. All right? I appreciate it, Bye-bye. Joe. Thanks. Thanks again. Stop by any time. Take care. Sure. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, there goes Joe. That was a great call. A lot of interesting questions. All right. So we were talking about humble bragging. Basically, humble bragging is a new term. It means that you're disguising your bragging as self-criticism, but really you're just complimenting yourself, making yourself look good. And why are we talking about this? Well, we're talking about this topic as well as other topics that push you away from other people, get people to dislike you. And that's not going to be too handy when you're dating, not going to be too handy when you're showing up to an important meeting, not going to be too handy if you're going for an interview, right? So that's what we're talking about today. If you want to call in with a question or comment on this topic, please do so. 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. Or you can also use the chat line, blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right. So let's uh, return back to our topic. What other traits are going to make you not be likable? Well, perhaps the person is unapologetically trying to win you over to their brand of politics or religion. That would do it. Acting ungrateful, having anger issues, which basically means that you can't get along with people. Maybe the person always has to be right. Maybe the person has no manners. That's not a good look. Maybe you lie or can't be trusted. Who wants to be around somebody like that? Maybe uh, you're two-faced, meaning that you're nice to your face, but then you stab the person in the back, right? We've all had somebody like this in our lives and... Believe me, I had somebody like that one day too long, and I cut her out of my life. I had known her for almost two decades, and I had just had it. So no matter what all her great other traits were, this one trait really bothered me, and I just cut her out of my life. That was it. Okay. So um, what else? Maybe... The woman doesn't feel safe around you, like we were talking about with First C, Confidence, the subtitle under the confidence heading. Okay, so protect. And you have an unyielding standard of perfection, yet you are far from perfect yourself. You can't accept flaws in others. You have a disregard for people's time. Maybe you're not only late, but you're really late. Maybe you're a space hog, that when you come into a space, you take up five times the amount of space that you really need. 
the couch, the table, another chair. Basically, you act like the whole area is your living room. You talk over people and you're an energy sucker, which means that when the rest of the room is in a good mood within a few seconds of your arrival, the mood quickly goes south. And then lastly, you don't realize you have any of these bad traits and you think you're God's gift to creation. So all these things are going <laughs> to send you down the toilet, right? If you happened to miss last week's show, we were talking about single, no kids, the happiest segment of the population, according to this recent survey, is women who are without kids. I don't believe the research. I think the real answer is men without kids. Now, of course, there are men who are happy that do happen to have kids, but I think it's because a lot of men today are waiting much longer than before, and they're really thinking the marriage thing through. So let's discuss this survey and see if it applies to you. So if you happened to miss last week's show, you can find it on iTunes, the TuneIn app, and SoundCloud. Those are the best three places because you're going to get my entire library of all six years of the Men's Advocate show. You can also find it right here on the archives at Blog Talk Radio. If none of these apps do it for you, just type it into your search box, the Men's Advocate show the Men's Advocate Show, and hopefully it'll show up on your favorite podcasting platform. All right, catch it then. Thank you for joining our show today. If you happen to like our show, there's many ways that you can show your love. Listen, call, subscribe, chat, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, advertise with me, start with my Amazon link, and download my app. And... (laughs) Buy my book on Amazon, will you? Okay, it is The Science of Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. Buy it or be square. You're going to learn a lot from it, right? Okay, so you can download it in a few seconds or what most men do is they order the paperback version and it ships out in about five days. All right, make that happen. All right. Thank you so much for joining our show. We will catch you next week right here on Blog Talk Radio, and we'll see you next time on the Men's Advocate Show. Bye for now.